0: event oracle it's called the long jean what's a long jeans no long jean it's the watch brand
1: isn't it called long jeans
0: mm, i don't think so
1: anyway okay i'll run up with you
0: my mates girlfriend works for them that's how we're getting these tickets and so we we can get into the the long jean or long jean or whatever it's called marquee
1: which is ridiculous. They're which the major is, sponsor they,
0: they the are the Because uh, I said to him, like, is their marquee any good? And he goes, well, the event is – it's their event, so it's going to be a good marquee. Really? And that's us. And the other good news is if all goes to plan with my sister's stuff, she finishes on the 4th or the 3rd, which is before the date. Yeah. Which means I will be a lock and I will be potentially in a dangerous mood. Which Ooh. is fantastic. It could be one of the great old time days.
1: Now, what? Well, I'm a lock because Nen goes to <laughs> Melbourne this weekend, so I've got I've got one up my sleeve and I'm going to use it. I reckon.
0: Yeah, well, that, keep that ticket. Is it April six or seven or something?
1: I think it's the eighth. Hey, perfect. Think.
2: I can I can do it if it's over Easter, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing. So what? We're going. We're getting a tent. On um, Queen Elizabeth's Steaks Day, no. which is
1: the best day of the year. It's, yeah,
0: yeah. We're in the marquee.
2: Yeah, for what? For what? A watch brand.
0: Who is the major sponsor of the event of the
2: entire day? And it's their and, day. And
1: and there Holy are times and it's pretty awesome. That's a boss as that's a boss has ticket. There oh, are special
0: gonna- guests who I have been sworn to secrecy and I can't reveal them. What? Yeah, he said, you can't tell anyone. It's it's Jess's little secret.
2: He told you the guess oh. and then told you you can't tell anyone. Yeah, he did. Oh, wow. <laughs> so is it free booze?
0: Oh Mate. sure it will be. I think it's going to be good. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes.
2: That's exciting.
0: Anyway, I thought I'd just start off with a positive. It's fantastic news. Yep. That's so, huge. Get it, I said. I actually said to Sean... That we could potentially call him, but then I've I realized that we call you Oracle, so we can't have two people additional on the phone. calls. Yeah, we can't do it.
2: How did you pull this off? It's Sean's girlfriend. Oh uh, yeah, okay.
0: Hado, she's a huge listener of the show. Loves it.
2: <laughs> wow, that's a, that is such great. Loves news. the horses.
0: Nah, she's like, I don't know. She's sort of high up there. I think she goes overseas. Takes all the athletes around.
2: When you say what? athletes, you mean horses?
0: Nah, because <laughs> <laughs> they sponsor heaps of athletes. Mingo. the watch brand.
2: Yeah, what, like greyhounds and oh, oh, the watch brand.
0: Mm. So they put like the watches on the on some of the horses. They get like bigger watches and they put them around the hoof. <laughs> And with the yeah, greyhounds, right. they get smaller ones because, like, their legs are a bit thinner than our <laughs> wrists. you need a
2: smaller one than a human yes, one. Yes, yeah. exactly
0: right. So sometimes <laughs> I think the greyhounds like to record well, their lap and their lap. You could put them speed. around
2: the greyhound's schnoot even. Yeah, you could
0: put it around the schnoot. I wonder if they could see it if it was on their schnoot.
2: They could see it. That That's, they could probably tell the time easier. <laughs> While they're running. That would be perfect. So... All right. Uh, Oracle, how are
1: you? I'm good. I'm good.
2: Mate, uh, what did you think about last weekend? Um, some good mixed in with some bad, maybe mostly bad?
1: Uh, I think I just – my selections for bets were just dumb for the ones for the, to put on the post. Like I had a good day. I had a pretty good day out in the end. Like Benedetta was probably the, the one that really got me up and about because I took the, the early price and had a decent wager on it and then to see her storm down the outside by three lengths was quite quite nice. So anything outside – oh, it was huge. And the figures that she put Let's up were well above benchmark. So one would suggest she'll probably go to the Typhoon Tracy in a couple of weeks' time at the Mooney Valley over the 1,200. She'll probably win that race, be spelled, and then I don't know what, um, what they want to do with her, but I think she's got a very, very bright future. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, I'm um, pretty excited about that horse. They're, it put them away in style.
1: And like even watching it in that first like four 500 metres where she found her spot, she was trailing the lead, she had clear air in front of her which and you saw obviously in the races leading up to race six that they were coming down the outside in those straight races. So we just did, We saw that turn of foot and I think that 1,300 metre run in the lead up was probably very advantageous for her because she had the match fitness and a brutal run 1,200 metres at Flemington, really you need those 1,300, 1,400 metre horses to to really stand up and that's what she did. She was awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what uh, What about uh, also Treasurer? That was the – what was that <laughs> oh, paying, yeah. like 60 bucks in the first race?
1: I think – well, when we spoke about I think it was like 71 to 1 or maybe even slightly long. I know you took, what, $9 the place for it.
2: I got 9 the place for it, yeah. Which really is incredible. Like. So,
1: yeah. yeah, it's pretty awesome. So, I just want that horse to get some headgear. It's an absolute lunatic. So, I think – Tongue-tie, hopefully, and maybe some blinkers, and I reckon you got a nice horse there.
2: Yeah, ran into third easy old treasure way. Um But, yeah, yeah you were right. It was throwing its head around like crazy down, the, like because uh, that was the straight race, the first race as well. Yeah. yeah, that was. Great way to start the day.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you did well.
2: Yeah. Um, halal, uh, much a ladder, two of the two bets that we posted. What did Halal Yeah.
1: Oh, law was so bad. Like I thought Angela Jones's ride was cussed. I thought it was so shit. She jumbled, she juggled the whip. Didn't know which hand to go on. He got squeezed in. Like I think everything that could have gone wrong in that race went wrong. And he probably wouldn't have won the race or anything like that, but I certainly think the ride didn't contributed to quite a poor showing. I thought Matsulada was travelling so well into the race. You could see Tommy Sherry had him in a great position. He then hesitated trying to go up the rails where there wasn't a run. And by the by the time he switched back, L the horses were starting to run on all those gaps that he could have taken were closed. And the horse just ran through to the line with communists obviously stepping up and, and winning really well.
2: Yeah. Um, what what is uh, halal? What, what exactly is it? Is it like a certain um, is it a certain Isn't- way to bless the food or something? Isn't it a way? Isn't it something to do? Is it Muslim culture? Yeah, where they they've got a like
1: halal means like the animal, the animal that they're eating has been blessed. It's
0: the way they kill a it. I think. Way. Yeah, or something like that. It's Somebody, got a it's face like... towards Mecca or something, <laughs> and they slit its throat. Well, I think so. Mm. Where's Tish? Oh, shit. Know. I was just <laughs> thinking of Bilal with halal, and I had great confidence, ah. Minga.
2: Oh yeah, Bilal halal uh, Muhammad. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Look, that that was disappointing. Like, how does it come out of those races that it's won and it's um and oh, you know it in and just run and just run like that.
1: And the thing was, like, he he wasn't conceding a great deal of weight to other horses as well. And plus, with the two kilo claim of Angela Jones, like, I don't know. Tony Golan came out on after we did the potty and pretty much declared it as his best bet of the weekend as well. So yeah, it was really, really quite a puzzling run. That's for sure.
2: Mm. Um, I just looked up what is halal. It what is it? It means the crescent moon visible after a new moon determining the beginning of a month in the Islamic no. calendar. <laughs> That's what it says. That's not it. right, Minga. That's what it says.
0: Halal. Type in halal meat or food or something. Yeah. You've butchered the Google search. It's
1: the Islamic form of slaughtering animals or poultry. Yes. Involves killing through the cut of the jugular vein, carotid artery, and the windpipe. Animals must be alive and healthy at the time of the slaughter, and all blood is drained from the carcass. That's halal meat. Is that it? That's it.
2: Jeez. Right. That's brutal. Is that the same thing as kosher and Jewish food?
1: Maybe. It's, it's kosher with a with a K. Okay. K. Okay.
2: Yeah. Oh, kosher comes from animals that have split hooves like cows, sheep, goats. Ooh. Um,
0: uh, Oracle, we didn't tell you, but we're actually in the presence of a former professional athlete as we speak. Who? Who? <laughs> Double, Far more Guinness. Dublin Conquest. <laughs>
2: who? <laughs> Far more Guinness, the greyhound. You know, he won he won one out of thirty eight starts. He won one. That's all that matters. He's actually yeah.
0: in here with us, Oracle. He's, Is he just he's sitting present.
2: minding his business. He's asleep.
1: Oh damn.
0: <laughs> but yeah, we are in the presence, so if you feel a bit of extra energy through the mic, it's probably due to him.
1: Yeah. Ho- hopefully he can we can help us pick some winners then. Because he's been he there and done that.
2: Yeah, he has helped in the past. If you uh put like a couple of um, bits of like dog food, and then you like have to name say, you have to choose which one is which, like thing you want him to pick. He'll come up and choose one, and then that's you know kind of like that octopus and um thing that was picked for the, the FIFA World Cup. World Cup. Yeah, a, he's a bit like that. He because he picked the Panthers to beat the Bunnies that year in that Grand Final. Did he? Yeah. Yep, he picked that. It's and pretty, then he's I kind pretty good him on
1: ice. I like that.
0: <laughs> he could have been anything. The poor bloke. He's just he's down. A, he's down a <laughs> toe. But if he didn't lose that toe, his trajectory was pretty good. He might have
2: places. He might have won two out of sixty eight if he didn't hurt his toe. But far more kids. When he run the race, when he run that only race, because I've got it on, um, on video, when he crosses yeah. the line, because his racing name is Farmore Guinness, the um, the race caller goes, "Raise your glasses, it's Farm Guinness." <laughs> 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 that's a great call! That is a great <laughs> call.
0: Surely he had that pre-planned if it won.
2: Don't know. Well, maybe he's just that good. That's maybe really that good of a call.
0: That's really good if he did if he thought of that himself on the spot
2: anyway we're getting a bit sidetracked um do you want to touch on war chime another one we sort of spoke oh, about on the hor- podcast last week
1: hor- horrible ride again from liam Rorden and or however you want to pronounce it because the race that uh, that he ran in in the race leading up to the one on the weekend rated really really highly and the, hoist, the horse that beat him, Royal Invader, went down by an absolute bee's dick today um, at Sandown over the 1,300 metres. I think it was race four. So it's so weird. I think the ride really cost cost the race because I was hoping that the horse would either lead or sit outside lead, and I think he ended up, what, back in, off midfield. So that was quite quite disappointing, that ride. Um, I just think we were um, unfortunate with, the, with three rides over the weekend, and we were just lucky that the one on, on Benedetta kind of Profit, helped us profit for the day.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, our boy, man, Zoe, um you liked his run?
1: I thought he was huge. Like he's, he's in one of the horses that I want to follow. Like he clocked the third fastest last 200 metres of the Australia, of Randwick Guineas, the one that um, Communists won. Yeah. So I think getting back up to that 2,000 metres plus trip next start, I think he's right in it. So I think he he did really really well. I loved his run. I thought Virtuous Circle, <laughs> another one of our favourites, was really really good in um in the Australian Guineas behind um behind the Legar Legado Legado, yeah, the New Zealand horse, yeah,
2: where we had the fall with Ethan Ethan Brown. Yeah. Did you hear about the injuries that he sustained? Uh I I haven't really looked into it. What 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 were they? So outside of like
1: the the soft tissue concussion sort of stuff, he had a lacerated liver. And, like, really significant internal bleeding and damage to his kidneys. Like, he's had two, maybe three surgeries now. He comes out of ICU today.
0: Zara was in that crash, wasn't he?
1: He was. Zara yeah. got up and, and was good to go.
0: Oh, I really? that! I watched that live at the TAB.
1: He was uh, – I think he was um, indisposed for the rest of the day just by for, for precautionary reasons. But Zara's good to go. Like, I think he's, he's on a couple that we're going to discuss today. Day, um, I this, think. Yeah, I think he might have done sand down. So he was fine but yeah. It's a pity for Ethan Brown because he's in the form of his life. I think he's riding at packing him like 45% or something like that, like something ridiculous. So it's a pity for the for the big fella but hopefully he's got a speedy recovery ahead and and he gets back into into form pretty quickly.
2: Yeah. Wish him all the best. Lacerations to the kidney does not sound nice whatsoever. Nah,
1: it's pretty I think he had some pretty significant internal ble- uh bleeding that's for sure.
2: Yeah, wow. Um, Jack and I in that race didn't really get there. That was um, – I don't,
1: I don't I don't, think he saw out at the mile. And he's been spelled now. I think um, they've withdrawn him from the All-Star mile, um, rightly so, because he, he just won't run a mile, I don't think. And man, fuck the valley. Um,
2: we wouldn't want him doing that at the valley.
1: Anyway. Yeah, so, so I don't even know what's going to happen with him. He might um, be retired to stud now. Who
2: knows? Yeah, really? You don't think he'll come yeah, back? Yeah, because
1: he's – he might. He might not. He's got a very valuable stud deal, so it wouldn't surprise me if they retire. But let's wait and see what they decide to do with him. He's got. A, he's a wonderful horse over fourteen hundred meters or less.
2: Yeah. Now the winner. Uh, back to the winner of that race because we were. You were talking last week about how New Zealand form hadn't been stacking up over here. Yeah. But... Yeah.
1: Well, that it did, and you know, I thought Imperator was was awesome as well. He just had. It just took an absolute. Ridiculous ride and run from Artorius and Zach Purts to, together.
2: Crazy the the pace that, that Artorius finish closed that race with.
1: It was ridic- wow. It was absolutely ridiculous. It was so um, so amazing. I, I couldn't I couldn't take my eyes off him coming down that straight and just see him absolutely motor to the line.
2: Yeah, that was really impressive. Like I don't know because it's not like. It's not like they were dead on their feet, the things in front of him.
1: No, he just was trucking home. So it'll be interesting to see where they go with him next, whether they step him up in trip or they're going to be aiming for a TJ. I haven't read anything, but I haven't really dug too deep in Arturis and what they're aiming for next with him, that's for sure.
2: Yeah. Um, well, what else have we got? Uh, any any others that you wanted to talk about from the weekend? Well,
1: what what did you think of Eduardo, your mate, who you said was gone?
2: Uh look um he didn't end up winning that race did he I kind of no he lost by an absolute bees dick from um from passive aggressive yeah I mean i I thought he's like he's going on what 10 years old or something I thought it's probably you know part past his prime but he still just seems to be the biggest freak of a thousand meter horse getting around yeah
1: I don't think you want to see him over anything further like I think nah. his days as a 1200 meter horse might be gone but as a 1,100, um, 1,000 men, 1,100 horse, like he's still a weapon and he's still yeah. so quick. And when you have Nash on him, you know Nash is just such a good judge of leaders, isn't he?
2: Yeah, that's a formidable duo, that. But, yeah, yeah. look, it's good to see him still going. I just I, – when I just see horses getting to, as old as he is, I, I just don't know how they maintain that sort of speed. It's it's um, it's freakish.
1: Yeah, I know. So he was really good. Um I thought, how good was a um, passive aggressive? Sat off the speed, and then just just rocketed to the line and, and got over the top. It was a really good ride from Jordan Childs, and yep. I think the reason why he flew up to Sydney was to, to ride that horse.
2: So, really, really good effort. And the thousand meters just a bit too short for Giga Kick. It would have seemed. Oh,
1: how good was Giga Kick? I think Giga Kick clocked the last, fastest last. 600, 400, 200, actually faster than Artorius for the day.
2: Wow, really? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't see how so, – I never would have picked it to be faster than Artorias is, but – No, you know. I think I think
1: to the eye, yeah, I think to the eye everyone would have gone, yeah, Artorius clocked the fastest, but no, nah, Giga Kick did. So I think heading towards a race like that TJ over 1,200 metres, like, geez, like, it's – I don't even know. I'm just going to check and see if it's favourite, but God, did. Yep. You'd be a, a, ga, a game person betting against it. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. $4.50 favorite.
2: Oh, I like that. I really like yeah. that. All right. Well, yeah. so let's get into the racing this weekend. Should we go to Rose Hill?
1: Let's go to Rose Hill.
2: Now so, we've got group races all over Hang the on, I'm just
1: going to write my notes down. Oh, yeah. do you want to write those horses to follow there? Um, out to, we've mentioned Benedetta, Virtuous Circle, and men's or it's just write Kerwin's Lane in there. Oh, I don't no,
0: no, I was hanging on one sec.
1: With a K. Horses to follow. And just write Kerwin's lane. With a K. With a K. And then just put back in grade.
0: Kerwin's lane.
1: Yeah. I thought he was really, really good first up. Like, had to make a long, long run down the the outside. And I think he just peaked on his run. I think back in grade, I think he'll be really, really good.
2: He was huge. Um,
1: just
2: the one just, just the one You don't want to put the oh, other Oh
1: yeah I, think, I, don't think, I don't think you need it Like when we put those horses to follow Like they're all pretty obvious ones You don't want to put them in You put the ones where you're going to think You're going to sneaky run there So okay. Kevin's Lane, Man's and Man's I think we'll just put down
2: Okay Now have we got Is every race on uh, this Saturday at Rose Hill a group race?
1: No I think there's two We've got the Midway Which is the first race And then I think you've got a listed race as well the, There's the, um, a
2: lot of group races though.
1: Oh, sorry, a handicap in race one and three, and then the rest is group racing. So Rose Hill takes the spotlight this weekend with uh, the Group One Coolmore as the, I guess, the focus focus race for the fillies and mares.
2: Yeah. Okay. Did you want to start on that one?
1: Let Let's start on that, and then I reckon we go in like uh, numerical order from race two, race four, and then go up from there.
2: All right. So the Coolmore's so, race eight, Rose Hill.
1: Race eight, Rose Hill. So rails in the true position, as we always say, it's been racing pretty fairly at Rose Hill in recent times. There's no real rain expected, so we'll probably be racing on a good deck, which is wonderful. So this is a 1,500-metre race for three-year-olds and upwards. Uh, you've got to be a female horse or a filial mare. Um, I think the minimum is 50 kilos. I think for this, so you'll see quite a got a discrepancy between the weights of some of these horses, and that's all determined, I guess, by um by um essentially the the handicap as such of the race. So if we go through this and have a look at the in market order, like have a look at the horses in there.
2: God, there's some light ones. There's some good light ones in there, isn't there? Isn't and it? what you
1: find that, what's annoying though is Zugotcha's been scratched.
2: I know, yeah.
1: So you can almost declare that horse in um, in the earlier race, but we'll touch on that. So have a, if you have a look at it, like Ana Visto's drawn the car park, which isn't great for the horse, but we know what that horse will do. It's got Nash on board, which is one of the better leading um, jockeys, I guess, going around. Um, the problem that you have is I see that there's quite a decent amount of horses that will go forward. So you've got Ana Visto Hinged will probably roll forward there from barrier 12. Toragine, Mirror Vision, Pride, well, Mirror Vision, Lead Last Start, Prime, Pride of Jenny and Expat, all will roll forward. Yeah. So, yeah, so we've got a, quite a few black bookers in this race as well, which is interesting. So we've got Hope in Your Heart, we've got Ruthless Dame, we've got Yearning, we've got She's a Belter, Exalita is also out and around yeah. there. So if you look at it there, we've got quite a few black bookers running around. So I find this race incredibly difficult to, I guess, dissect, particularly with the weights with these horses, like Espiona's carrying 51 kilos.
2: Yeah, I know. And this Jean that's also carrying 51 kilos with Yendel on it, that's the thing he got off the other week, wasn't it, and said...
1: Nah, that's... Like ju- no, nah, that's... De, 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 I think Dubenico or Dubenico. Uh, we'll yep. touch on that, though, because that's racing this weekend at Flemington. Okay, yeah, gotcha. But but Jean's a really, really good horse, and I thought it was very good first up um, behind Espiona in that Sandown race. So... Yeah, you can make a case for a lot of these horses. I think that in terms of this, like you, if you're looking at purely from a class perspective, you've probably got hope in your heart um, hinged you know, probably your, your your class horses. I'm really hoping Exelita stays in Melbourne and runs around, which we'll we'll touch on. Yep. So, yeah, it, 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 this is a race traditionally not won by favourites in the past. I, I think the last time I picked a winner was Dixie Blossoms and that was purely off the fact that... She was a bit of a girlfriend of mine back in the day. But outside of that, I th- I haven't had much luck with this race. And I think you can see by the prices in this market, it's, it's a really, really open race, isn't it?
0: Oh, yeah,
2: big time. Oracle,
0: gun to your head. What do you like?
2: I don't open like to heart. say
0: gun to your head. That's, the, that's not nice, but I'm going to use it. Hope in your heart. Hope in your heart. Thank you.
2: <laughs> it's going on the notes. Yeah, yep, done. Because, well, look, second leg of the quaddie this race. Tough yeah. leg. You're going to have that leg stacked.
1: Yeah, tough leg. But if, you, if you're looking at quality numbers, I'm going to try and get Ana Visto beaten, I think. Um, yeah. I'd be putting three, one, three. Do you want to write these down? Yep, I'm on to it. One and three. So go one, three. Yep. Nine. Yep. Ten, 13.
0: Done. Yearning. And then we've got the gun to your head, tip, hope in your heart.
1: Yep. I just thought I loved her, that first up run, the Guy Walter over 1,400 metres. Um, I think we we all made it a bet between us all and and she duly saluted. I, I love Timmy Clark that stays on board. I think she's drawn really well in barrier nine. I think a lot of people w- won't like that, but I think she can follow. She's a belter and yearning across and park up just behind the speeds. I have, I'll probably have pride of Jenny and Expat, um, obviously Ana Vista coming across as well, leading, and then you've got, She'll, she'll be with three pairs back, hopefully off the fence and gets a split and I think she'll be really good hitting the line.
2: Epic, epic-looking race. Can't wait for that. Now, yeah. race two, let's go through in numerical order from this.
1: Gotcha. So this is the Pago Pago Stakes, so the two-year-old race. So this this weekend is the last, to, um, last chance to qualify for a slipper, all right? So you've got the Geldings and Colts in race two and the Pago Pago. Right, and then you've got the oh, what's it called the the Magic Night Stakes for the Phillies. Right, so this is the your last chance to get to earn enough prize money to to book a ticket into the slipper. So slipper, yeah. So you don't naturally, we don't normally see winners of the slipper come out of these races. Well, not that from from recent memory for me, but um, again. Still, What's some sort of good, slipper, good horses it? get. It's the golden,
2: golden slipper. slipper.
1: So what is it? The is golden it actually, slipper. Is, do you win a
0: slipper?
2: Yeah, you got to put, in the, and usually it fits. So the <laughs> slipper fits.
0: Yeah. Like a horse or a human?
2: Well, the, it's the, a horse, obviously.
0: Oh, so it's a horseshoe slipper.
2: It's a horse slipper. All right. I don't know the history of it. I'm not sure. Do you Oracle?
1: Uh, the golden slipper. Yeah. I don't know a huge amount of history. I don't do much history stuff, but um, <laughs> it's <a> great race. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: slipper for a horse, yeah. Oh, it's, anyway, it's, it's an old slipper,
0: and it's for a horse. Simple.
2: So, do you like anything in this in this second race? The uh, so par- I, par- I don't par- like par- any. I find this I find it incredibly hard because you've got
1: so many different form lines, and you've actually got a couple of first starters getting around. So you can see here, you've got um, Gus. Gustosissimo I think they're number 11 you've then got uh Idana and then Limburg and Bolden Blazon. so you don't know what's under the hood with some of these horses like I think we get a perfect example is that Cafe Millennium that came out and absolutely blitzed them beat um King's Gambit and co off the debut so you just don't know I do know that Graham Begg obviously is he won two on the weekend which was fantastic um one of the good guys in racing um his horse there, the favourite, you can see Mahabar.
2: Yeah, Begsy, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it, it was in the uh, the 1,100 talent dirt stakes at Flemington. So it was backed in from $6.50, I think it opened in markets, and then was backed into three 20 favorite on that day. And Julie saluted very, very easily. So the money was certainly there. And, and Graham Beg's a very underrated trainer. So you can make a case for that. You know, Gabot. obviously, what's going to happen with, with introducing, it's going to roll forward. Um, bases loaded, uh, Legolas, shinzu they'll probably all roll forward. So to be honest, it's not, it's not a race that I'm super keen to get involved in. I think it's really, really open and I'm glad it's not a quality leg. That's for sure.
0: Yep. Definitely. Oracle,
1: gun to the head. Uh, geez. I'll probably just say Mahaba. Because I really liked just run down the Flemington stripe.
0: <laughs> Done, but I uh, but you wouldn't. How do we spell it, Minga?
2: Uh, Mahaba.
0: Is it just Mahaba?
2: M a h a b a. Easy. Um. Now, race three. Is this the no? So this is now the, the this is the brush brush yeah, brush we're this not race. we that. Sorry. Uh, race. So four. race
1: four. So this is the magic knight. So this is now that that slipper lead up race, but for the Phillies. So the the girls. Yeah. Um, we've got Steel City having a run around again.
2: Yeah, good. Now this has got to be about surely. I think so. I think it just brings the
1: superior form lines. It was so unlucky last start. Um, I do though concede that that um Blanc de Blanc is is really good. It was within harm um, what, point three of a length off Fasile who took learning to fly to the line last start. Oh, we never touched on learning to fly last as well. Um, Yeah. Yeah, to the line. So I'd be concerned with this run. I love Regan on. Uh, Barrier one I'm a little bit concerned about, like where it's going to end up and whether this, um, the horses, it's going to get buried on the fence. I don't know. Like, to be honest, it's it's not a betting race for me again, this one, purely for the fact there's just so many unknowns with these two-year-olds.
2: Yeah, okay. Okay. Just uh, touching on learning to fly, Um, I thought that was such a tough effort to just keep it was a tough effort.
1: So Um, I looked at the data. So cylinders run was much better; it was faster off a slower tempo. So one would suggest that cylinders probably got more upside, and I think there's been a switch in the slipper market now with cylinder now favourite and learning to fly second favourite.
2: I'm gonna um, I'll still be getting around learning to fly. I just think it's shown um, everything more than Steel. It's showed,
1: it showed some wonderful qualities, hasn't it? Yeah, it's one it, it's won
2: every way you, you can. It's it's showed fight. Um, it just looks a fucking lovely horse the way it way it runs. I'll be sticking with yeah. it, fit, I reckon.
1: Yeah, I'll wait to see after barrier draws and stuff like that because I don't want to drawn out wide in a in a slipper field. It's a bit different in that English Millennium where there were a couple of slow horses. Yeah. So, I'll just wait for the barrier draw, but she's still number one seed, in my opinion, with Cylinder very, very closely behind.
2: Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, Steel City in this year, not going to set. Like, I'd like to see Blake Shin back on it, but he could get buried away and not get a run like we saw down in Melbourne. Exactly. So, we just don't know what's going to happen. But he's got him covered, though, right? Like, besides that Blanc de Blanc.
1: <sighs> I could make a c like Empress of Wonder's a good horse. We know Fire Lane has some good form lines. Um yeah. Yeah. It's just they just scare me some of these horses. Like there's a couple of first starters here. I know they're they're big odds, but like Tiz Tiz Invincible, the, the Ma Eustace horses is nine dollars after a very nice trial win and on the twenty seventh of Feb. Yep. So yeah, yeah. I'm it, it's a nerve wracking thing to watch.
2: Yeah, just Stay out of it, you reckon?
1: Stay out of it, I think. Just because there's so many unknowns.
2: Yeah. All right. So race five, what do we got here? Tats so group. This is the McCartan This is quality. the Maurice. Yeah, the Morgan.
1: So this is a group three, over eleven hundred meters here at, at Rose Hill. Yep. So it's actually actually a decent race here. Um Clemenceau, they'll start in market order. Clemenceau's resuming after a decent trial there behind Ethelric on the 27th of Feb. He's got a good first up record, has really likes the distance. Um, can't fault it, really. Zach Lloyd's booked, which is interesting. Um, Ethelric, same thing, trialed really, really well. Interesting to think, though, that Zach Lloyd trialed Athelric and James McDonald has kind of said, nah, I'm going to be riding it.
2: Yeah, okay.
1: All right, so that's, that's probably a decent push for you. considering Zach's done all of the hard yards trialling the horse. So, yeah, we'll wait and see. Um, Felric doesn't have a great first-up record. He's actually had five attempts for zero wins. So, I don't know. Wait and see. Is is the horse – I don't know. It's a tough one, this one. Kalino's got Voldemort on, so we can pen that. (laughs) Um, Cannonball.
2: Who's Voldemort? (laughs) Voldemort? What do you mean?
1: I know he's the evil wizard.
2: What's his name? Mm. We can't say.
0: Oh, he he's, shall not be named. Yeah. Good call.
2: Sorry. Um, can, <laughs> no, <Cannonball>
1: sorry. Um, <laughs>
2: Cannonball. So Cannonball
1: last start ran within one and a half lengths of giga kick over the 1,100 metres down the straight at Flemington. Yeah. So that's form lines you got to look at. I think Cole Crusher's um, going to probably lead this field by itself. Um, well, yeah, he's, so a t- he's
2: a tough horse as well, cold Crusher.
1: He, he is. He actually did a really tough horse. He had a decent trial there. Second of March between runs, which was nice. So he was raced over the fourteen hundred meters. So he drops back now to the thousand or eleven hundred meters. So it wouldn't surprise me if he took up the running of this race by himself. And Chad Schofield's riding in form at the moment, and we know what Joe Pride does. He keeps these horses up. He's a really, really good jo- um, trainer.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah, it's a tough race this one, and I, I don't think it's as clear cut as the as the market suggests. With I guess the the first four in the market.
2: No, nah, and I think um you've left one out there as well. Shelby sixty six, <laughs>
1: <laughs> unless we get this sudden drop of rain, he was what not five hundred what six lengths last behind passive aggressive last week on the quick backup.
2: He he loves a last these days. Do you think we'll ever see him win
1: a race again? Mm, maybe if they take him out 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 west or the country, maybe. Yeah. All right.
0: Oracle, can we just get a gun to the head for this,
1: just for the sake of it? Do you want another gun to the head bet? Um, I'm going to say Cold Crusher. Thanks. Cold Crusher. Thanks, Oracle. Cool. Uh,
2: all right. race six.
1: Easy. Seven,
2: moral. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey there on it hang is. on, hang hang on.
0: Let me just write this.
1: What's it called? Uh, Zoo Gotcha.
2: Ooh, so this is where – this is the race that he's been scratched to run in.
1: Yeah. So horse that, was yeah. awesome behind Sunshine in Paris, one of a length. Um, beats a very good horse. She's a belter who's in the market for the group one. Um, Madame Pommery, it's smoked it by three, four lengths, and it's the next one in the market. It just wins. Simple I've as given
2: that. it two ticks.
1: Sweet. So if you can get two bucks, just take it.
2: Yeah. It's a dollar 80 at the moment. So get on there now and get on it. Are we talking a launch Oracle? Um, don't
1: have no. to say it. Don't have to say it.
2: It's probably not paid no. enough. No, okay.
1: Yeah. No, it's not, it's not a good enough odds for for a launch, but if we can get say two fifty, 50, there's this weird drift, then we'll take it. But no, I don't think so. Yep. Yeah.
2: Nah, that's not coming back up that price. <laughs> I reckon that's possibly even going down. Um, so race seven, furfy, sky high stakes. So I really like this race,
1: I think there's a lot of good form lines coming out, we've got a we've got a couple of black bookers running in this race as well.
2: Yep, no compromise.
1: Yeah, no compromises. One, I'm not sure where no compromises dual-nommed as well, so it's due to run down in I think in the Australia Cup prelude down south. Uh, okay. I Think Flemington race six, I think it is. Okay. Yeah, it is the Australia Cup prelude, so it's due to run down there. So it'll be interesting to see where Chris Waller opts to go with that because it's drawn out down there as well. What's it? What's it? What's its barrier here?
2: Uh, five. It's not too. Yeah. Sorry.
1: So so you know, we know what Waller does. If he draws, if he usually draws wide, he's he's not afraid to scratch him. So I don't know. We'll wait and see what he does. So how I look at this race, there's not a great deal of speed. Knight's Order looks to lead this race pretty easily with, King, with potentially with King uh, Frankel just, just parked up behind. Now, Timmy Clark on board, probably going to roll forward. Horse has a decent first, um, second up record. It's actually won twice second up before and it's won at the distance. It's, um, it's placed set 50% of the time at the distance. So 9.50 I think is a good price to, to, to take for Knight's Order.
2: Yeah okay, oh, I remember so I, it, it was I, in that race animo one recently. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was. It led him, uh, led him up pretty hard, and then just kind of faded at the end. But yeah, it's looking for further this horse though, isn't it?
1: Yeah. So my concern, like honestly, I have a real in my speed map. I think they're going to absolutely dawdle. and I think it's going to set up perfectly for Knight's Order. Simple as that.
2: Okay. Right, Knight's so, Order.
1: So gun to my head, Dan- Dano, Knight's order, and then have a little bit on explosive Jack as well. Ooh.
0: a knight's order is it like a like a, a knight in shining armor? How we spell it?
1: Yeah. Yep. And that could potentially be a podcast bet.
2: Okay. Explosive Jacks at thirty ones too. Yeah i just have a little bit on him. I think he's heading
1: really, really nicely. I, I think, remember, I saw, we spoke about him, his race behind Pounding in, at the Valley and we thought it was very plain. And then he went to that car line club at Sand down behind Pounding, um, Sunshine Rosing, Sosibon Keats and all them. And I thought he was really, really nice through the line. He's definitely looking for this 2,000, 2,000 plus trip. And I think he's heading really, really nicely towards a Tankard.
2: Okay. Yeah, right. Good, and uh, no compromise after that massive run of his last start. You just don't think there's enough speed on or something for him to run these down.
1: Yeah, I think he does. Like he's got a wonderful record at the track. I don't think. I think he's missed the trifecta once in his entire career, and he's never missed the um, he's never missed the I think the trifecta in at the track and distance as well. So I think he's 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 a great great chance. He's never won for um, second up though, so that's a bit of a concern for me. Okay. all
2: is right. Is this a quadi race? This is the first uh,
1: leg of the quadi. Yeah. This is the. F- um. Okay. Do you want to hit, do, you want, do you want my quadi selections there? Don't. Yeah, I reckon. Okay, so this is just. Um. Again, these are just interim quadi numbers. We'll we'll obviously refine these come race day. I'll chuck King Frankel in there. This uh, William Haggis horse, this English um, horse coming out here is, is scary. a scary protagonist and I think particularly with J-Mac Book. So Chuck, 15, 16, 12. 15, 16, 12. 12, 2. 2. Um, 14. And 1. Sweet.
2: Some juicy oh, and and
1: and 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 seven. Chuck seven in there as well.
2: Yeah. There you go. Night's order and explosive Jack.
1: Yeah, I'm considering Knight's order as a bet, but we'll wait and see. Yep.
2: Now we've touched on race eight, the Coolmore. So let's go race nine.
1: Let's go race nine. So this is the Ajax Stakes for 1500 meters. So this is one of those races leading up to that the um, the Mall race there at. At Randwick over the over the carnival, I guess the Doncaster. So there's a couple of good horses there. We know Waterford has obviously got a people have a big opinion of Waterford. I thought he was sound behind Think About It. He was favourite in that race, so the SP I guess will take him a long way into this race. Subark so um, was very good behind Think About It and actually beat home Riadini, Cornico rocketing by and Your Provondo Profondo last start.
2: Oh yeah, good old Profondo. Yeah, nice shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we know Riodini's heading towards that. Dye Mill was very good in that um in the Group Three Summer Cup over two thousand meters, beating Skylab. Um, good horse, um, and Caesar's Palace is a horse I've got a lot of time for. It as well,
2: is it thirty ones? I like that Oracle.
1: I would have preferred a better jockey though, unfortunately. So I don't know where Jason Collette is. He must be having some time off because I haven't seen him in the form guide for a while. So, yeah, I don't know. Interesting right. race. There's quite a, quite a bit of speed or a decent amount of speed joining. So you've got Bandersat, Caesars Palace, Extension, Sabark and Riadini all rolling forward. Um yeah, Brendan Abdullah's not here as well. So I find I find this race really, really challenging. I don't think Waterford's as clear cut favourite as as the odds would suggest. No. Because I could certainly make a case for for Extension, Sabak, um, Diamond, definitely. Like there's there's a few horses in this race. I don't I don't think it's I think it's a quite a wide open race, to be honest.
2: Yeah, definitely another another hard leg for the Quadi here. Um
1: Yeah.
2: I don't even I don't mind Bandersnatch as well.
1: There you go. Tough. So Where are we
2: gonna go short in this quaddy?
1: Uh, Should I just put Caesars Those first three
2: there? legs are long Yeah um, Yeah What do you reckon for quaddie numbers in this This is a tough race isn't it God
1: really What are you guys tough. thinking Any, Anyone, anyone jumping, jumping up for you
2: I like Bandersnatch I, thought, I remember his run wasn't too bad last time all so right, chuck, chuck
1: Bandersnatch, This will be a team quad leg there, I reckon. Chuck Bandersnatch in there. Yep. I think extension as extension we've got to chuck in. Yeah. John O'Shea's flying, so I'd probably chuck
2: Mill in. Yep. What else do you like? Caesars
1: yeah, Palace? It's... Chuck Caesars because I think it'll get the lead.
2: Yep.
1: And then, do you want to chuck water fit in because it's three from three at the track and distance?
2: Oh, geez! I mean,
1: or do we just try and get a beat? Yeah, let's try and get a beat. Maybe chuck Riadini in there as well.
2: Yeah,
1: I've
0: missed one number. I think that's all right. Read out
2: what numbers you got. I've
0: got one, seven, twelve, three, two. Now, Oracle, I'm not asking for a gun to the head, but. I just want to have a little note on this race. Do I just put mm-hmm. a bit of an asterisk next to Caesar's Palace each way for some value? Yeah, nice. That's all I'm going to do. You happy. With Perfect.
1: That? You happy with that? Yeah, yeah. We can chuck that in. I don't like the jockey booking. But I would have preferred to start like a more leader, leader um, jockey or a leading jockey, someone like that on it. But do I just put right. in
0: brackets shit jockey?
1: No, not a shit, jockey. Jay Ford's starting to ride really, really well. He was he was going through a real um poor form period there. But I just would prefer like a, a Timmy Clark or a um or a Nashville Wheeler there. Someone who 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 can lead very well on a jockey and judge judge race pace very well. But yeah, I think he's a good chance.
2: All right. So race ten, last leg of the quarty. It's a benchmark seventy eight.
1: Yeah, so this is the, this is a hard race. Honestly, yeah, I'm just look looking. At it. I'm looking at, I'm looking at it. It's it's, well, wow, it's not easy, is it?
2: No, and I guess the favourites. What do you got? Major Beal here won the last two. Gay Waterhouse, Timmy Clark. Yeah, I mean, do you just Draw run nicely part?
1: inside? We'll probably run. Do you know what? Why don't we do that's Let's go short here. So I think I think Matt Jabil could lead this race. So obviously got Timmy Clark Gabot. So put that in and then I reckon Chuck Almania as the as the smokey. Because I thought the I thought the run was full of merit behind Glory Days at okay. Randwick. And just those I two for the quaddy as well, Oracle. Just put those and let's just trim up that quaddy. Yep. Yeah.
2: We're gonna need to. Tough
1: one. Tough quaddy there
2: on the Saturday. Tough tough quaddy. All right. But uh, you know, that looks like a hell of a card there, absolutely stacked very very with nice races. That's yeah, it's that's good, exciting. Um, so we got Flemington as well now. Obviously, not as much with all the racing going on there at um, Rose Hill. Not as much happening at Flemington, but we um, yeah, still got race the of the day here, though.
1: Let's touch on race of the day at Newmarket, the Newmarket handicap.
2: Yes, okay. Oh, I forgot about the Newmarket. Yeah, i totally got, forgot. I've,
1: I've got a, quite a few black bookers running around as well. So we'll touch on that. But I reckon we touch on this new market. Have a look at this field, by the way. Yeah. This is this is the not best one race. of the best group group ones we've seen this year in terms of fields?
2: Yeah, it's one of. I, I, I can't believe I forgot about this because I was talking to you about it earlier in the week. This race looks amazing. Fleming, Doesn't it? Flemington Race 7, the new market handicap. So
1: honestly, if I'm looking at this now, so. I could make oh, – actually, do you know what we do? Let's touch on the – because an interest, I've got an interesting stat for you guys, which I think some people will miss. So, the rail is actually out four metres the entire circuit.
2: Yeah. Okay. okay.
1: So, um, what's interesting is I looked at the rail statistics again on the on the website and since two since May 2020, 42% of winners have come from on pace or in the leading pack. have come from mid-pack and 31% have come from behind. Now, I went more recent and looked at the last five meetings between, um, I guess, January this year to December 21. You ready for this? last five meetings, 63% of winners have come from on pace in January this year. November last year, 67%. July last year, 56%. March, 44%, and then December 21, 56%. So if we're looking recently, this has been a day that's favoured those on pace. Wow. Okay. Okay, and I think that's something that um, a lot of people will miss moving into this meet, and they'll probably end up treating it very like a standard kind of Flemington, but this is a lot of things to consider. So you're probably not going to see much difference with that in terms of, I guess, the the straight races, but it wouldn't surprise me if they're drawn or they, they seem to head towards the, the inside rail.
2: Okay. All um, right, so
1: when you look, yeah.
2: Yeah. Sorry, go on.
1: So that, that then is an interesting thing for this race. So y- you've got probably your leaders in this race, you've probably got um, – Snapper obviously, Chain of Lightning can roll forward, Front Page can also roll forward probably in that those inside barriers and then you've got those outside barriers in Marzu and, and the Astrologist who also can roll forward. So I think you set up a moderate pace. I don't think they're going to go Helter for Skelter which which has probably happened before in the past. Yeah. So an, in, so an interesting stat with this race is favourites have not been – it's not been very kind to favourites in recent times.
2: Okay. Who's the favourite? I think
1: – a um, I, I wish, wish I, I win.
2: win yeah okay mm.
1: so I think you remember maybe a year I can't remember was it last year who was Home Affairs was favourite And remember Rock and Horse the Killer got through
2: yeah he's here again so,
1: yeah he's here again in this race so that's here. That, and then we had September run I think the year before which was just enormous in the lead up in that in that lightning and then I think it started with a two in front of its name and then flopped so really 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 interesting all right, so 11 of the last 24 winners of this race have been three-year-olds. Yeah, okay. Huh. Okay, and 50 and a half kilos has probably been the weight that most of those would have carried. So when you're looking at that, you can almost, without sounding bad, you, you, if you're looking at this race purely from a stats perspective, you can probably pen I wish I win.
2: yeah. That's, you wouldn't have thought somebody would be – or you would be saying that a oh, couple few weeks ago. I
1: know. But then when you dig deeper into the race and you can see what's going on, like top weights don't have a great deal of luck in this race. Um, so that be, so I know that obviously Private Eye has got a wonderful first-up record. He loves to track and trip, but he is top weight. So yeah. you've got to look at it like that. You've got I Wish I Win carrying the big weight. So I Wish I Win drops back two kilos for that win there in the Group 1 Lightning being um, um, being a handicap. But then if you look at Bonus Notches, who was not far, um, so he finished, uh, what, two, 1.8 lengths behind I Wish I Win. Yeah. So he now drops back from 55.5 to 50.5 in this race.
2: Yeah, he's, he's come in the lightest. So when, so when you look at it like
1: that, they usually say one and a half kilos equals one length, yeah? Yeah. So he's now dropped – he's had a significant weight pull on I wish I win in that race and has actually drawn more favourably. So one would suggest that he's probably benefited more from the handicapper in this race. And I – if I'm looking at this purely from a betting sp- perspective – I know he's handled the track before, the straight track before. He's had a very, very nice trial um, at Warwick Farm early March. He was really good first up. I thought he was great. You can make a probably a similar case for Lofty Strike.
2: Yep, he's got no weight on his back as well.
1: Another one who's got no weight on his back. Um, And then so that's that's the probably two that I'm looking at purely and that's purely from a stats perspective.
2: Yeah, I, I... Red um, Moody was uh, saying with I Wish I Win, he's going to let his manager decide whether they run him there or not because of the handicapping. Um, yeah. So that makes me think that they're pretty, uh, you know, they're almost pretty sure that the these things with the lighter weights that are coming in at 50 and 51 kilos are going to be pretty hard to beat, right? If they're worried exactly. about his 56 that he's got on his back.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then remember what I said about... Um, about Benedetta, where when you're dealing with a Flemington straight 1,200 metres, you want those horses who have got that 1,300-metre form or that race fitness on their side. So then we've got to look at a horse like In Secret. She's just come out of that group one surround stakes behind Sunshine in Paris where she was point one of a length of it over 1,400 metres. So she now drops from 56 kilos to that to 51 and a half has drawn very favourably in the middle. So Jamie Carr can pick either side. And we know that she's handled the straight before because she won the Coolmore stud down the straight.
2: Yeah, she's going to be really hard to go past with 51 kilos on her back for sure.
1: So purely, if I'm purely looking at this, because when you look at this, you'll probably look at all the pros and every Tom, Dick and Harry is going to be tipping something like Rock and Horse, we know, we know. Front Page has a great first up record. Chain of Lightning's been running well. September Run loves the straight. If you're purely looking at from from a stats perspective, I would literally be just going in out in the quaddy. You ready for this? Yeah. Nine, 16. Nine,
2: sixteen. Nine, no, what was it? Nine, fifteen, and sixteen. Yeah, yeah I'd be I'd be doing that too. <laughs> so we've got to do it, and
1: you could probably put a if you if you're really worried about something, put a couple of savers on things like I wish I win, private eye. Uh, Mazu, who nobody's ever been down the straight. Bella Nifertina, if she got the wet deck, then I'd be more keen for on
2: her chances. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So if you're peeling out, I'd be just backing those three rolls.
2: Yeah. Yep, I like that. Love it. Um, so yeah, that that race is just gonna be unreal. I mean,
1: Oh, I'm so excited for this race. And, and my wife's in Melbourne for the weekend, so I'm literally just going to be perched up on my couch, just <laughs> racing.com on one channel, sky racing <laughs> on the other, and then I'll have um, channel seven on another so I can watch the mounting yard. So it's just going to be awesome.
2: Oh, that's, I'll be, you'll be oh. all over it. That's fantastic. you got to send
0: us a photo of that oracle.
2: That <laughs> I'll do
1: it. I'll send it for you. I'll get all this set up
2: ready. It's for an me.
0: orgasmic sight.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. So, did you, was there any other races you wanted to touch on? There was that just so.
1: What, let, let's touch on some black bookers because Sedano can write these down now. Have a look at race two, number three, lads. You might get a little bit excited.
2: KGB. Oh yeah, I remember KGB. That was right so back she, when we first started.
1: So she is officially the Oracle's first bet. Of oh. the
0: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put the house on this Oracle.
1: Wow. So yeah, so she was the she was the first ever bet for the the podcast, which is which is awesome.
2: That's special, isn't it? <laughs>
1: yeah, so she's she's back in a run. It's it's down the straight. It's a three-year-old handicap, which which is a challenging race. I know that the figure put up by um this oh, what's it, Mick Kent uh, Junior. So he's got both horses in this race. He's got what Ben Melham on on what you need, and then Damien Lane on um KGB. Now the interesting thing is, we know KGB is probably going to roll forward, which is good. But so what you need? So I'm intrigued to see. I'm going to be listening to to tab radio and see if I can get any interviews from Mick Kent or Mick Price Jr. Because those guys, like I think I've said said this before in the past, they're incredibly um, honest with the punter about how horses, who they prefer in a race if they've got two horses running. So I think it's it's between those two horses, six and three, it'll just be who, who handles the straight, I think.
2: Yeah, okay. Interesting, yeah. Benny Mellon.
1: Yeah, Benny Mellon.
0: I heard he's got a new girlfriend
1: way
0: Do we break the news on this podcast?
2: <laughs> it's big news.
0: <laughs> Jamie Carr.
2: <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> no <she's> Fact. <laughs> Bullshit. You heard, you heard it here first, boys. <laughs> I thought she was. Was she dating Clayton Douglas?
0: Don't know. So bit.
1: she. She. So the. Again, this is just. I'm just repeating what I've been told. Essentially, she's left Clayton Douglas. She had an affair with Ben Mellon. They went on an overseas holiday. Now. Oracle, how do you know all this? This, this is quite well-known news oh, in racing circles.
0: I thought I was onto something.
1: <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: I didn't know this.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, she's left Clayton Douglas. She had an, I think she had an affair with, with Mellon. Mellon. Mellon had a wife and kids, didn't he, Dano? Allegedly. Allegedly,
0: yeah. Allegedly, yeah. I mean,
2: who allegedly knows? had wife and kids. <laughs>
1: yeah. So he, Um. so yeah, they're now a couple. They've left their respective partners and now a couple. Well, that's I think a beautiful, Malum, I that's think a beautiful Malum story. Left.
0: I think Malum was left. I think was left a year or so ago, even longer.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So he might not have done the dirty in that, in that affair.
2: No, that's to- a great story. That's a story of love. To, a horseman and a horsewoman just finding love. That's a good story. Yeah, we don't need to go into any of the alleged lies or anything. Like no. No, 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 no. We're not going to speculate on you know any of the alleged lees. Um. So, yeah. anyway, what? So yeah, there's to two horse race,
1: two horse race. I think so. Just I'll just be patrolling. Um, the oh, obviously if you see a push for something as well, Mick Kent. And oh, I'm um, sorry. They have obviously said something to trainers. If you see a price push for one of them, like as in one goes from 175 into a $1. dollar fifty or something like that, yep. so just keep an eye on those prices because there hasn't been a great deal of market moves for either. From from what I can gather, both opened and both are sitting around similar to their opening prices.
2: Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, any other black books here?
1: So we got that Gibenico. Uh, j- j- uh, you know the the. <laughs> The Dean Yendel, yes. infamous Dean Yendel. So it's racing in race four. So it's in the size produce over the 1,400 metres, group two. Yep. This is for two-year-olds. Now, just be cautious again. I think what, like we spoke about these rail statistics, Vate, which is the, the favourite here, the $3.60 favourite, it's a leader and we'll roll forward. So if you see those horses, um, particularly in, say, race one and, um, and race three kind of win it, winning down, by by leading or just taking up a uh, taking up a lead, then I wouldn't be getting on to D- 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 Beneco or whatever you want to pronounce it. I'd be more looking towards something that's going to be on speed like Vate.
2: Okay, yep, good to know. If they're running on, get on to D- Benico though. Craigie Williams on board.
1: Yep, um, the same same is for leader in race five. Now we got our boy Mark Zara on her, which is fantastic. We've got a jockey upgrade, which is great. Mm-hmm. Now we know Exoliter absolutely rocketed to the line behind Anavisto last start, albeit did lose by four lengths, but they uh, Jamie Carr and Anavisto had an absolute field day up there, but Exolita was rocketing to the line, has handled the 1600 meters at Flemington before, did run third in a, in a group one Empire Rose. So I've got no issues with it running the trip. I just think as long as the the, pi- the bias isn't favoring those on speed, I think that'll be a bet too.
0: Sorry, okay. sorry, Oracle, I'm still riding down. I'm
1: looking for this other horse.
2: Race five, exolita. Thank you. Flemington.
1: Um any, but to any- just put just put in brackets there, Dano. Bet if there's no on pace bias.
2: Yeah. So any and where else? We got anything else here or uh,
1: then we got race six. So this is I was hoping Corbs would be on because I want to talk about this um, Marachino.
2: No, yep, yep. WA right, horse.
1: So The WA horse. So Troy Turner's actually flown out for this particular race. Now, this horse is a leader, so it's drawn the pole, which is fantastic. Now, this is the Australian Cup Prelude, So we've got the Australian Cup coming up. It's a 2,000-meter race at Flemington, so it's a really, really good race um, over the Group 1. I think um, I really, really hope they bring um, Muanga down because I think he's a great chance in that race. Um but it's it's a leader, and it's coming off a really, really nice win over eighteen hundred metres first up um, over in at Ascot. So I'm just I'm I'm keen to get uh, Corbs' thoughts on this because I know if we look at a, the right you are, it's been up forever. So it's been racing since, essentially since like if you go back, it's been racing for a long time. So out a trial. I've had 26th of June, 21st of July, 5th of September, 14th of September, 15th of October, 3rd of November, right through the spring, and it's been racing since. So the horse yeah. hasn't really had a lot of up. Albeit he's, running, he's racing in great form, I'm not going to question that. Yep. Um, got, gets Mark Zara, which is a, is a great booking. But, um, yeah, I'm just keen to see what Corbs' thoughts are on Marachino, particularly if it is an on-pace bias.
2: Okay. Some nice horses in this race.
1: Yeah, it's a decent decent
2: little stayers race. Yeah right, um, that's the first leg of the quad too.
1: Why do you want to touch on quad numbers? Yeah, let's
2: do a little quad number for Flemington, alright? Because we've
1: gone quite short in the in the in the new market, which I know we, this could burn us. Okay, but I would be chucking now. Hearing store, like I'm not sure what they're going to do with emissary, whether she's going to come out or not. I'm sorry if he's going to come out or not. But I love Blake Shin on board, so I will probably put what. Let's have a look here. Put Val Declare in. Put Maracino in. Put Young Werther, No Compromise, and Hoiter.
2: Oh, I like it. Nice odds. Um, and we went through race seven, the new market. Dano, so we've done that one. You get the numbers for that one. 16
0: 15 and 9. Yeah, we just got four race numbers for the one we just said, yeah, race
2: 6. Yep. Yeah.
0: This is hard, boys.
2: No, nah, we got more than um, we, do got we more than four. Do yeah, we? we got five. Um anyway, we can listen back. Um race 8. do we got Yeah, last? we just touch Scallopini. on these. Um Let's
1: have a look. 1 and 7. Vicenari probably have to chuck in so eight there don't you know? yep oh biometric 11 and let's let's leave it at that Hold on, have we got the have we got a leader in there and maybe yeah we've got Vicenari. cool yep let's happy with that
2: all right now race nine.
1: With a three-year-old handicap. Here we go.
2: Oh, look at it. Yuck. Ghetto superstar at $91. Put that in there. <laughs> 13 <laughs> I, think we put, we, <laughs> I think we've got to put
1: – I think we've got to put – so this 1,400 metres. Who's going to be a speed horse? Put Zoe's Promise, number one in. Yep. 11. Yep. Two. One more climbing star. I don't trust that horse. And any else you want to put in there? Con, nah, uh, zoo pouring. Actually, put 12, put 12, (laughs) and I reckon that's it.
2: Sweet. All right, cool. Um, Sweet, man. Well, uh, uh, do you want to hear some breaking news? Yes, I do.
1: All right. So James McDonald is out of Golden Slipper, the Golden Slipper Day. Why? He's been suspended.
2: Oh, really? But he can race this weekend.
1: Yeah. So he he will give up the ride on Cylinder, Animo, Pericles, and Lost and Running.
2: Well, you know what. Time for someone else to win some money, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh, take a seat, J Max. Share that some of that cash around.
1: <laughs> I love that. All right. Now I've got one for you tomorrow, lads, if you want to, because this will be up.
2: Okay. Yeah. Oh.
1: So we so we've got a dual nom. So we've got we've got a deal running tomorrow at Newcastle race three, but Golden race four. Hang on. All right. So it's dual nommed.
2: Yep. Yeah, so Newcastle race three and Goulburn race four.
1: Now, the Newcastle race three is a much stronger race and I would prefer the horse up in trip. So I'm going to bank on it running at Goulburn race four. We've got a deal. Yep. And Newcastle race five, number four, Sikorshin.
2: Um, Goulburn race four, you said? Goldman Race oh, 4, yep. we've got a deal. We've got a deal, yeah. And then Louise Day. Oh yeah, yep. so, so they were both scratched from today, were not they?
1: Both of them were, yeah. Which was interesting. I really like the caution today. So they've obviously scratched the horse from very winnable race, which is interesting, and she's racing today. Like, if you have a look at this race, it's pretty weak and like I d I don't I d I don't see anything beating it, to be honest. So we
0: got Nui. Really- we got Newcastle race five, number four, Goulburn race four. We've got a deal.
1: Yeah. Now, just take into account, we've got a deal as dual nom. So it might, it'll might it come out one of the races. I only want to back it, excuse me, if it goes to Goulburn.
2: Okay. All right. Gotcha. Um, all right. That's it. Should we wrap it up there?
1: That's it. Done.
2: All right, Oracle. Thanks for coming on. Enjoy your racing. Uh, enjoy your couch and your races on Saturday.
1: Thanks, lads. No doubt, I'll be texting you both as well. Not oh, absolutely. All right, mate. Thanks. Right, boys. We'll talk to you soon. Have fun. See Bye. ya. See you, mate.